Our scripture reading this morning is from Matthew 16, 13 through 20. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, Why do people say the Son of Man, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah the son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades. I will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, open our ears, our eyes, and our hearts that we may hear and receive your word, allowing it to transform our lives. Amen. For the last six weeks, we have been working through the various questions that we've had for God. And our questions, we sought out God's heart for us and for the world. In spite of life's struggles and challenging circumstances, we found a God who is loving, who is constantly present in our lives, and who is drawing us closer to himself. As Christians, we are constantly seeking God more as we try to figure out how to follow him in the different aspects of our lives. We're constantly seeking God in order to discover how God is calling us to live out our faith. It is a process that never ends, as our questions for God help us to learn and grow in God's grace. Well, we're not the only ones who ask difficult questions. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus asks some questions of us that push us in our understanding of God and life. During the season of Lent, as we take time for repentance, fasting, and self-examination in preparation for Easter, we're going to explore some of the questions that Jesus asks. Some of the questions are ones that he asks of his disciples, while others he asked of those looking for healing. But in all these questions, we will seek God and seek to grow in our faith. So as we look at this first question that Jesus poses to his disciples in our passage today, I want to first set the scene for you. Now, Jesus and his disciples had traveled to Caesarea Philippi, which is about 20 miles north of the Sea of Galilee. While that doesn't mean much to us now, Caesarea Philippi was on the northern border of ancient Israel. It was a Gentile city, which meant the town was filled with temples to various gods that the people worshipped and believed in, as well as a temple to Caesar. There were images of these gods carved into the mountains, 
So they were surrounded by all these different options to believe in, all these different competing powers. And it's here where Jesus asked the first question. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And while Jesus asked this because he was wanting to compare what they said, others said to this question that he's going to pose later, in looking at um, what others say about Jesus, that was an easy question for the disciples. You know, some claim Jesus was John the Baptist or Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. The disciples recognized that the people saw that Jesus was someone who was sent by God, someone who did miraculous deeds, Jesus, like the prophets, is someone who stands up to those in authority and brings sometimes a message that's difficult to hear. And like the prophets, Jesus is someone who brings the hope of God. Just as the people saw God work through the prophets of the past, and since Jesus was powerful like them, that they thought maybe it was an incarnation or a, a ghost of one of the prophets of old. Now, if we were to go out on Main Street during, say, the Laurel Festival or Dickens of a Christmas and ask people, who do you think the Son of Man is? You would find that just like the disciples noticed various answers to this question, we would find various answers as well. You know, some might say that Jesus, or that's Jesus, while others might say, well, the, the Son of Man doesn't really exist. Some might say that they know the Son of Man, that, that means God, or others might not really be so sure. Some might know that it's, well, you know, the Son of Man, that's someone we learn about in church, or they might not think that it's really anyone significant. And some of these answers, while they might feel correct or in the surface, they don't really show the whole picture. Just like the people in Jesus' time knew that Jesus was sent by God, they didn't really understand who Jesus is. That's why they associated him with the prophet. They knew he was powerful, but they weren't really sure what that meant. And because they didn't really know Jesus, they couldn't speak fully into this question. If people don't really know who Jesus is, it's hard for them to speak about Jesus. Now, the disciples had witnessed a lot before this moment when Jesus poses the question. You know, they had witnessed the miraculous healings of all the different people. Peter, James, and John had gone up the mountain with Jesus and saw Jesus transfigured before them, standing there with Moses and Elijah. They knew that Jesus was not one of these prophets. You know, some of the disciples had followed John the Baptist before they started following Jesus. So they know these two men were not the same. The disciples witnessed what Jesus told John's disciples when John was asking if Jesus was the one or if they were supposed to be looking for someone else. They heard Jesus affirm who he was. The blind received their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. 
You know, just by experiencing all these things with Jesus, the disciples were aware, at least partially, that Jesus was something altogether different from John the Baptist, Eliza, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And it's in this next question that Jesus asked them to consider not what other people think, but their own response. You know, Jesus didn't want to just stop the conversation about who others say the Son of Man is. The conversation moves now to what the disciples say. And this is the question that Jesus really wants the answer to. So he asked them, who do you say that I am? Jesus wants to know if they have an understanding of this full picture in their time with Jesus. That's why this question really mattered to Jesus. Now to answer this question, the disciples have to look at what they have seen and experienced, what they know and what they understand. While most of the disciples are silent, it's Simon Peter who is brave enough to answer. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Now it's Feels like a really short answer, doesn't it? But it's really impressive for many reasons. First, it was the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who helped Peter to answer this question, who gave him an understanding of who Jesus is. Second, by recognizing Jesus as Messiah, Peter is anticipating what Jesus is going to do. Remember, the Messiah is God's anointed who will deliver, rescue, and save the people. People have been anticipating the coming of the Messiah, and Peter was able to recognize that Jesus was who everyone was anticipating. Now, third, Peter proclaims that Jesus is the Son of the living God. This proclamation reminds us that God is indeed alive. God is not static or unmoving. God doesn't just speak through things that happened many years ago and no longer speaks now. Our God is alive and is in constant communication with us. So Peter proclaims that Jesus is son of the living God. He points to God's active presence in our lives. Saying that Jesus is son of the living God means that we have a God who is communicating to us right now. God doesn't just send one of the prophets of old to come back again and speak to the people. God is a living God, and Jesus is the son of the living God. God continues to speak and act in the lives of the people right here, right now. Now, while Peter was the only one we see answer this question, this question was not just Peter's to answer. This question is one that Jesus directed to each of his disciples. Yes, it was those who were in Jesus' presence at that specific moment in time. But it's also a question that Jesus continues to ask us today. Who do you say that I am? Now, if Jesus were standing right here before you now and asked the question, how would you answer? 
Who do you say that Jesus is in the midst of your life with all the different powers competing for your attention? Now, many of us in our pockets or purses, we have these little devices that keep us connected with people in an instant. Some of them wish we didn't have those devices, right? But with those devices, it means things like work can come into our home space a lot more easily than they used to. It means that when we're out and about, we can get phone calls and texts and emails and messages and tweets and everything else instead of being able to just leave it at home. So our, our time where we're out with people isn't as protected as it used to be. We have activities that we're involved in that keep asking more and more of our time. We have people in our life that we care for. We have movies and entertainment that can far too easily pull our attention away from God. In a world where the thought of following Jesus is no longer the popular opinion of the day, who do you say that Jesus is? Are you ready to give an answer? As you're thinking about what your answer would be, I want to encourage you to first ground that answer in Scripture. Because it's with Scripture that we can first learn and understand who Jesus is. We have who Jesus proclaimed himself to be in the Gospel of John, where he said, I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world, I am the way, the truth, and the light, I am the, the resurrection of the life, I am the good shepherd. We can look at the actions of Jesus and the ways he healed, the ways he loved and cared for people. We can see that he acted in the power of God, we can hold on to verses like John 3:16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We know that Jesus died on a cross, and three days later he rose from the dead. Scripture tells us all these things and so many more about who Jesus is. Now we could all go home right now and memorize every single thing the Bible tells us about Jesus and come back and recite them all. But it still doesn't answer the question. Who do you say that I am? We can come to church each week. We can learn all about Jesus by, through worship, through Bible study. We can know every word in Scripture. But it still doesn't mean we know the answer. This isn't just some simple question. Peter was able to answer this question because he had experienced Jesus for himself. And if we're going to be able to answer this question... 
It needs to go deeper than the answers we learn by coming to church or the answers we were taught in Sunday school when we were in second grade. If we stop there, we might just see Jesus as a healer, a sage, a prophet, or just someone who was a good man. When we have a personal encounter with the risen Christ, it's only then that we can answer the question. Our answer to this question, who do you say that I am, is grounded in a lifelong conversation with God. Because we're talking about a living God. Our answer to this question can and should look different in different parts of our lives. You know, based on my experience, I'd say that Jesus is God who loves unconditionally and who concerns himself with the most minuscule details of my life. Jesus hears and answers my prayers in ways that show God's glory to me in new ways. Jesus not only saved the world from their sins, but he saved me and continues to save me even when I feel too far gone. Jesus is the reason I get out of bed each day. Jesus' spirit is living in me and gives me the courage and confidence to share God's love with people around me. Jesus changed my life, and it's even better than I could ever dream of. Who do I say Jesus is? The one thing in my life that I couldn't live without. Maybe for you, your answer is similar. But I would encourage you to not just take my answer and think, well, that's good enough for me. I liked it. I liked how you said it. I'm just going to steal that. Not allowed today. Answer the question for yourself. You know, other people in our lives will weigh in on who they say Jesus is. But we have to decide for ourselves in conversation with God on how we identify Jesus. We have to embrace for ourselves who Jesus is for us. When we can answer the question, it gets lived out in our actions, in the way that we live our lives. It gets lived out in how we love, how we live, how we care for those around us, how we speak up for those without a voice, how we offer grace and forgiveness, even in the most difficult of circumstances. So what do you think? Are you ready to give an answer? Jesus is asking you right now, who do you say that I am? Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we thank you for the ways that you show us who Jesus is in the pages of Scripture. We praise you for the ways that we have felt and experienced Jesus' presence in our lives. Help us to seek you as we work on articulating how we proclaim that Jesus, what Jesus is for our lives. Empower us to live out our faith and belief in the ways that we live and the ways that we love. Lord, we pray that even if we're not taken, we've never taken the step of embracing this faith for ourselves, 
that you would bring people into our lives to help us in that conversation as we take a bold step in faith. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.